Welcome to Crossroads Podcast, where you can get all the information going on in town for those who want to be in the know. Good morning, Crossroads. On the show today, we have Blanche Dillon. Her father, James N. Kundal, helped form Crossroads and was appointed by the state as interim mayor until town elections could be held. We're going to bring you a history of Denton County and Crossroads, Texas, starting from around 1846. When you're researching the history of an area, the further back you go, the less information you can find. That is what makes this podcast so important, so we and future generations never forget our past or where we came from. Denton County is almost as old as the state of Texas. When Texas celebrated their centennial in 1936, Denton County was 90 years old, having been organized as a county in 1846. Blanche, do you know what our current population is? According to the 2023 census, the current population of Denton County is 979,565 people. Denton County is located in the north-central part of Texas, about 35 miles south of the Texas-Oklahoma boundary. Did you know that before Texas became a republic declaring our independence from Mexico, and before it became a state, it belonged to several Native American Indian tribes. Some of those tribes were the Wichita, the Cato, the Comanche, and the Cherokee. The Wichita Indians lived in North Texas for at least 300 years prior to 1830. The area was a trade route for the Wichita and Cato groups, who traveled between East and West Texas. The Wichita were Plains Indians who originally lived by hunting, but by 1800 adapted to some of the agriculture in the creek bottoms and cross timbers. They were a peaceful group and lived in grass huts similar to the Cato's. Unfortunately, the encroachment of white settlers eventually forced the Wichita's to leave the Denton County region. I read that the Cato were an alliance of tribes that primarily farmed and planted crops in large clearings in the piney woods of East Texas. They lived in very large cone-shaped grass huts like the Wichita grass houses. The first main group of Cato Indians were called the Cato who lived in large villages along the Red River. The Cato resided in Denton County from around 1830 to 1843, when more white settlers began to arrive in the area. After that, the Cato never lived in Denton County and only camped here on their way to trade with the Wichitas. Would you share with our listeners about the Comanche Indians that traveled through Denton County? The Comanche Indians were fierce warriors and good traders who lived on the southern plains and traveled through Denton County. They were primarily hunters and gatherers and lived in temporary homes called teepees. When they moved into a new place, the Comanches would load their possessions onto wooden frames made of two poles called travolas, 
As white settlers began to arrive, conflict arose, and in 1859, these Native Americans were moved to a new reservation in Indian Territory. Another tribe which is close to my heart because my great-grandmother, Opal Bridgman, was a member of this tribe, were the Cherokee. The Cherokee Indians arrived in Texas in the early 1820s, led by Chief Bowl. They originally settled on the Three Forks of the Trinity River, but pressure from prairie tribes forced them to move east towards Nacogdoches. In 1839, after the Cherokee War, the Cherokees were forced to cross the Red River into Indian Territory, though some did stay in North Texas. Wanaga prospered during the 1840s and 50s, establishing a trade center, a drugstore, and more. As more white settlers came to the area and the town grew, Wanaga was renamed to Aubrey. I believe the Irish had a great influence in Denton County around this time. Would you tell our listeners about that? Sure. An Irishman named William O'Daughtry came to America from Ireland in 1760. He was adopted into a Cherokee tribe, married a Cherokee woman. Their son, William, grew up and married a Cherokee woman named Sally Brunch. William and Sally became the parents of James Madison Daughtry. James married Eleanor McGeehee and described as an energetic, intelligent, and determined woman, and they had seven children. The family moved to Denton County and settled in Old Alton in 1851. And in 1894, Mary Daugherty fulfilled her father James's longtime wish to return to the Cherokee Nation by marrying David J. Edelman and moving to Indian Territory in Muskogee, Oklahoma. The couple was instrumental in organizing the First Christian Church of Muskogee. Edelman ended up buying a three-week-old newspaper company, the Muskogee Morning Times. This became the first daily paper in the Indian Territory. One of the other Doherty children, Daniel Boone Doherty, operated a successful pottery business in Denton. Daniel and his children operated kilns intermittently throughout the late 1800s and mid-1900s. He had two beehive kilns on his property that he later sold to make way for the old Alton Cemetery. There was another potter, Joseph C. Lambert, who moved from Ohio to Texas around 1860. He built his kiln near Corinth, though not much else is known about the craftsmen. Lambert's large brick groundhog kiln was like Cranston's, though Lambert's was considerably smaller. Lambert specialized in salt glazing and natural slip stoneware, like other potters in the area. The remains of the structure and pieces of pottery can still be found in the residential subdivision where the kiln once stood. Here in Crossroads, we have our very own beehive kiln. The story behind that is that James N. Rourke was the first to craft pottery at the Little Elm Kiln, later owned by Montonville B. Griffith. Rourke and his partner J.A. Smith purchased seven acres of land on the Little Elm Reservoir in 1871. It is believed that Rourke served as an apprentice to Cranston, and his pieces often favored his teachers. 
He specialized in utilitarian pieces such as pitchers, bowls, preserve jars, crocks, pots, and churns. Pieces later found at the site included cobalt blue calligraphy. In 1884, Rorick sold the property to Griffith and his son James, who built a new kiln out of handmade orange brick. We're fortunate to have this asset in our town, and it's the last surviving beehive kiln in North Texas and possibly in the entire state, and we now have a historic monument marking it. The city of Denton was established in 1857. During the 19th century, there were five dominant potteries operating in Denton County that provided stoneware vessels that were an important part of the emerging economy in Texas. Instrumental to the development of these potteries was John Cranston, a master potter from Ireland who settled in the region. In 1885, Rourke, the initial potter of the Crossroads Kiln, was considered an apprentice from Cranston. If you look at the landscape of Crossroads over the last 50 years, it has changed vastly. Take a step back in time to picture Crossroads as it was in 1970. East of Denton, on Highway 380 and 377, there stood a long two-lane raised bridge over the Elm Fork of the Trinity River, and the floodplain it served that was known as the Flatlands. A longtime resident stated that if you had your car windows rolled down in the summer while driving across the bridge on road or horseback across the Flatlands, you could smell the fragrance of the autumn sage that bloomed wild. This is before Lake Louisville was expanded and before Lake Ray Roberts was planned. In those times, water only covered the flatlands when the heavy rains caused flooding. Then the water would recede, leaving rich bottomland for cattle grazing in the summer and a wonderful place for duck and quail hunting in the winter. If you continue east on Highway 380-377, to the left is Rock Hill Road. In 1970, it was a dirt road with a rickety wooden bridge in sore need of repair. Continuing up the hill, there was a panorama of the valley carved from the years of river flooding and the TWU dormitory in Denton in the background. To the right is Mosley Road, which in 1970 had a huge pile of gravel that TxDOT used to use to maintain the roads. Well, today we visited an old familiar site, Rock House off Mosley Road. Would you share with our listeners about this piece of history, Blanche? In this area is the Rock House, built as a hunting lodge in the 1850s. The doors were solid three inches thick to keep intruders out with iron bars across the doors and windows inside. On the northwest corner of Highway 380 and FM 424, there was one store, T&O, named for the Turner and Ottinger family who ran the store. This quaint gray wood structure front and front door always needed a coat of paint. It had a door on a squeak, creaky spring that slammed shut with a big bang. 
This is the place people in the community used to buy eggs and milk, visit, and find out what's going on. Now we have this podcast. They still had a pitching post for horses out in front in 1970. This is how the area looked that was soon to be incorporated as Crossroads, Texas. You heard it today from Stephen and Blanche. Part 1, The History of Denton County and Crossroads, Texas. Thank you again for coming on the show, Blanche. For questions and comments, email us at crossroadspodcast2023 at gmail.com. Make sure to check on the town website, www.crossroadstx.org, for local meetings. Here are some upcoming events to mark on your calendar. April 22nd, Spring Cleanup at the Town Park. The Summer Market is coming May 6th through August 12th. Market hours are 7 a.m. to 12 p.m. On the first Saturday of each month, the market hours will be from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. for the Mega Market, where we join forces with Providence Village, who brings a host of goodies to shop for. The Fall Markets are the second Saturday of September and the third Saturday for October, November, and December. Fall market hours are from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Early voting is just around the corner, April 24th, and then Election Day, May 6th. Don't forget to register and go vote for your favorite candidate. Tune in next week as Blanche and I continue with Part 2 on the history of Denton County and Crossroads and exactly what took place that made our town what it is today.